Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And so what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself because we are truly all one. And spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So um, when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Wake Up Laughing and Upwising with Steve Bierman. This is the second time Steve has been with us on Awake to Oneness Radio. Welcome back, Steve. Well, thank you, Caroline. It's great to be here wherever I am and great to be there wherever you are. And well, you're the on med- the West Coast. You're, yeah. at, you're three hours, even though there's only the now, you're three hours early. I'm on the East Coast. You're on the West Coast. I'm simply in a later now. Yes. But I'm catching up. You're in, in three hours, past. I'll bear where you are. <laughs> right. You're in my past. I'm in your future. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> it's too metaphysical already, but here we go. <laughs> Well, please, Steve, uh, I know you've been a guest on my show before, but for those listeners and viewers that are not familiar, can you please give them a brief introduction to you? Well, uh, I'm actually wearing two hats, even though I'm wearing no hat right now. Uh, (laughs) One hat has been the turban of Swami Beyondananda, cosmic comic. I've been performing comedy as a Swami, or as he would say, he's been channeling me for about 30 years, and the comedy is really designed to heal the heart and free the mind, Um, bring us together through the power of laughter and joy, and then provide some insight, wake up laughing and leave laughter in your wake. So there's an awakening in the wake of laughter. On the the more serious side, about uh, seven or eight years ago, I wrote a book with Bruce Lipton, the cellular biologist, called Spontaneous Evolution, Our Positive Future, and a Way to Get There from Here. And this is a book that really talks about pretty much where we are right now, where it seems like there's a really, there's a a lot of chaos going on, and yet there is a wisdom and intention to evolution. And we're, we're right in the middle of this phase where the caterpillar becomes the butterfly. So there's all sorts of caterpillar debris falling around us and things uh, collapsing, the veils being lifted on a lot of things, and the imaginal cells, the new cells of this awakening, I'm glad your show is about awakening, this awakening new humanity or humankind, where the currency is human kindness, that is actually happening as well. And it's not being well reported on the news because the news is mainly focused on the falling caterpillar and everything that is wrong. So uh, spontaneous evolution is pointing us into uh, a future where we are recognized that we're all connected, as you said. We're all part of the same uh, super organism called humanity. We're all cells in that organism. We come to realize that cooperation is really the wave of of the future, the way for us to survive. It's not survival of the fittest, it's thrival of the fittingest. 
those that fit into the ecosystem uh, are the ones that actually uh, survive and thrive in these times. So uh, my newest platform is a radio show, just like you're doing radio, uh, called Wiki Wiki Politicky, and the, <laughs> and and the, and the focus of Wiki Politicky in a fun way is to bring left and right, front and center, to face the music and dance together, to turn the funk into function and leave the junk at the junction. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that's I my work it. and play right now. Oh, you're so, I mean, you're so funny. I mean, even before we got started with the show, you and I were talking, it's just like, you were just, you're just so full of laughter. I mean, every, you turn everything I say into a, a joke, but it's, it's, I love your, your humor because there's so, tr there's so much truth behind that. You know, there's, there's humor and there's truth hand in hand. And so I love that. So please tell us more about um, your new show. Well, um, I've always wanted to do radio. In fact, my slogan has been dressed for radio. So even though I'm on TV now, I'm dressed for radio. Okay. Uh, and I love the idea of people being able to listen to intelligent conversations while they're out hiking or running or in their car or just simply sitting at home. And something that has been true about the mainstream media, which my character, the Swami, would call a brainwashing machine stuck on spin. <laughs> One of the things that's been true is that there's been a lot of heat fomented without a lot of light uh, and that there's a lot of separation. People have been um, energized by, I think, distorted perspectives. Uh, fear and misunderstanding has been cultivated. And my experience has always been that when you bring people together, uh, at the heart, their minds will follow, that most human beings are susceptible to love and respect. And when you create conversations that make people think uh, and that focus on the, the essential, um, the truth of unity rather than the illusion of separation, then we actually have wisdom. Uh, the body politic becomes more wise and we're better able to uh, to act in accord and in coherence. And right now we have, I hope I can use this brand new word that I coined on the radio, situation. We have a situation. <laughs> yes. um, I love uh, it. I a political it. situation out there. Yes. Um, and a lot of people were very, very upset and disturbed at the results of the election last year. And at the same time, the face that we now have on our American government is actually the appropriate face because for many, 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 many years, a lot of things have been happening under the surface and we've kept ourselves from seeing that. Now the face of American politics is, uh, is up in our face. So, in, so as, a, as a way of um, focalizing our, uh, our alarm, which, mm -hmm. it's, which it's done, the next phase is okay, and so what would we like instead? Right. There's a famous biblical saying, where there's no vision, the people perish. And um, uh, in this past election, uh, the, the Democrats' position seemed to be, vote for us, we're not as bad as the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. Okay. <laughs> so now we have, you know, those, those people, those Republicans, they sold their souls to the devil. We're different. We just rented ours, you know. So, <laughs> so I think that, that we need to impeach the entire impeachable system yeah. where the power of money overrules the power of the heart. And we're just becoming aware of that. And this new movement that doesn't really have a name, I call it the great upwising because people are waking up and wising up. I um, love it. I love that. Yeah. This upwising is um, we wake up to what has happened. We tell the truth, Swami says, and the truth shall upset you free. Mm -hmm. uh, so we tell That's the so truth true. about what. Isn't that true? Because That's if so you true. cannot, if you can't name it, if you can't face it, you can't heal it. You can only heal what you're able to acknowledge and ultimately accept and ultimately forgive. Yes. So in Wikipolitiki, we're bringing together the forces who are um, looking at creating a coherent, sane, loving narrative in the future for us to, um, to move into. So far, we've interviewed uh, my, my partner in crime, Bruce Lipton, uh, author of Biology of Belief as yes. well. I've had uh, Bruce here. Bruce has been on Awake to Oneness Radio. Love him, love him. Yes. Yeah, and with Bruce, what you see is what you get. That's exactly yes. how he is. That's why, that's why we love Bruce. Yes. And I've had Leonard Laskow, who wrote a book called Forgiving Love. He is, uh, his original book was called Healing with Love. He's an MD who had a great epiphany, and he's got tremendous wisdom. We've had a very interesting dialogue between alternative left journalist Mark Crispin Miller who wrote Fooled Again, which was a book about how uh, uh, voting machines were hacked and the elections were stolen in 2000 and 2004. Mm. And the alternative right uh, commentator, Paul Craig Roberts, who was an uh, economic advisor to Ronald Reagan mm. and who has been very active in exposing some of the uh, perpetrations of the deep state. And what was so interesting, having these uh, very, I, I find very well-respected individuals who've had the courage to step outside the boundaries of the usual political discourse. Right. Coming from left and right, they agreed on pretty much everything. So that was wow. a very interesting conversation. Wow. Um, the conversation we had uh, this past Tuesday was with Veronica Monet, mm -hmm. who has a, a website called The Shame Free Zone. She is a sexologist. She is a rape and incest survivor. And she had a lot of perspective and wisdom on the current uh, uh, hashtag Me Too mm -hmm. and uh, women's voices, finally women being able to say, and, and, men, and men who have been sexually abused, right. being able to tell the truth about that. And she has a tremendously wide um, um, uh, view on this. So we're looking to bring wisdom and enlightenment. Right. And of course, there's always humor because, you know, that's, yes. that helps people integrate things. Yes. Oh, that's so wonderful. Well, it was science that woke me up. It was, a, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what the bleep, the documentary. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was the documentary that woke me, inspired my awakening to the truth of oneness. So, and I love the, you know what, I had, <laughs> I had a comment, and I think it was a criticism, but I took it as a compliment from one of <laughs> my, um, comment on one of my YouTube videos um, on the show that I laughed too much. That was the comment. 
you know. Uh-huh. Was, yeah, and I'm like, well, thank you. I take that as a as a compliment. And like I, that old song. You laugh too much, <laughs> you worry me to death. But you laugh too much. Well, that's good. That's, yes. You're you're actually sparking other people to do that because when people see a laughing or smiling face, yes. because of this mirror neurons that we have, yes. we have a tendency to have those feelings come up in ourselves as well. Yes. So a lot of times people will say to Swami, Swami, I would love to uplift humanity, but they look like this. <laughs> Swami says, well, do you want to uplift humanity? Begin by uplifting the corners of your mouth. Yes. <laughs> Because people will relate to that. So it's it's so true because it's also you working with Bruce Lipton. I know you know about energy. Everything is energy. And it's the energy you do something with. So if you take that laughter and that joy into what you're doing, it, it radiates. It radiates and it touches every, not just the surrounding people, but it radiates into the universe, into the world and into the universe, that laughter, that energy. You know, like you said, you don't, you, you want to uplift humanity, but you don't uplift you. I'm going to beat somebody up. You don't uplift humanity that way, you know, because that energy, that vibe, everything is energy, everything is vibration. So that energy you're bringing into what you, you want to quote unquote fix is the energy that is, you know, it's, yeah. and I love the quote, Einstein's quote, you can't fix the problem with the same attitude that created the problem. And everything you said about the media is so true because I, I think I shared this with you before. I stopped and I'm serious. This came directly from Inner Guidance, told me to turn off the news in 2001, September of 2001, two weeks after 9-11 because that's all there was on TV was news. And I had it on and yeah. I was kind of glued to it like everybody was. Yeah. But I, I heard it loud and clear and I didn't understand it at the time. Spirit said, Turn off that news and don't ever turn it back on. And I was like, okay. And I did. And I have not watched news ever since. Now I know what's going on. I'm on the internet. I, you know, I know, I know who won the election. It was funny. <laughs> I, I gotta share the story. <laughs> I gotta share the story with you. I voted. I wrote in Bernie. Bernie earned my vote. And I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I wrote in Bernie. He earned my vote. I love Bernie. So I wrote in Bernie. I voted, but I don't have news. I don't watch news. So that next day, I didn't know. I mean, it was late in the day. I didn't know who had won the election. But I got the sense from what I was, the little bit I was reading on social media. I, I didn't win. I didn't read who won. But from the sense of what was on social media, I got the sense who won. And inside, again, from my spirit was overjoyed <laughs> and I'm like mm-hmm. and I didn't vote for the man but yeah, my spirit yeah. was overjoyed because of my spirit said yeah this is what you need to shake people up like you exactly what you explain but uh, I teach piano lessons so around five o'clock in the afternoon I had a student a seven-year-old come in and he was all all sad face. And it's like, what's wrong? He's like, I'm upset because Donald Trump won. And I'm like, I started yeah. laughing. I started laughing because I said, I didn't know who won until you just told me. And it's okay. It's going to be okay. Seven years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. you know, I think that there's an awareness, um, you know, in, in a certain regard, there's, there's all different 
faces of uh, what we would call evil. Right. And I, I think that one of the problems with the, with the progressive uh, the progressive approach is that they were not really willing to face the depth of evil that there was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of quote unquote conspiracy theories going around and, and all of that. Um, and by the way, conspiracy theory was a term invented by the CIA to to keep people from looking further into the Kennedy assassination, you know, so uh, that's the long history of conspiracy theory. Right. And so be, when you have um, a system, I believe the body politic has been in post-traumatic stress since the Kennedy assassination, which is our lifetime, basically. Right. Our, our, our adult and our, our adult lifetime and our children's lifetime. And that has created such a distortion, just like, if there's been a, a perpetration in the family, like, a, like there's been sexual abuse and everybody is covering it up to protect somebody, right. when there is a lie that is being lived and perpetrated, what's happening under the surface is this dysfunction. And so if we look at how did Donald Trump get in? Um, <laughs> Donald Trump got in because of, I, I call it America's balloon karma payment. Okay. That that, okay. you know, our, our karma um, over the past 70 or 75 years, you know, since we defeated the Nazis and then embraced their scientists mm-hmm. and their way of being because we're the good guys and we could use that. Um, you know, I think that one of the one of the my, my good friend uh, who passed this year, Jim Mars, okay. uh, who wrote um, uh, Crossfire, which is the book that um, Oliver Stone used to make his JFK movie. Okay. Uh, Jim Morrison talking about uh, the elites and talking about the uh, Illuminati Yay. said that the characteristic that, uh, that defined them was the end justifies the means. So if we have people in power who have no fundamental moral compass, but who only believe that the end justifies the means, then we will have a uh, sociopathic system. Mm-hmm. So now we have an actual sociopath in charge of a sociopathic system. It's very congruent. And well, it gives. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hold that thought. I just want to yeah. interject here because every time I hear, the, I call him the Donald. And every time I hear his name, I laugh. And I, I yeah. just have to, I have to share why. Um, again, I don't watch news. So, you know, during the whole, um, you know, pre-election and all that, when I first heard um, he was running for office for president, I thought it was a joke when I first heard it. And and when he won, to me, the joke just got bigger. And I say that because I know I know who I am, meaning I know that who's ever in the White House has no control over my reality. You can only you only give away your power. We are divine aspects of God. That is who we are. And we have all of the control of what we experience. And if we, if you want to give your control over to Donald Trump, that's up to you. But I know he, no matter who's in the White House, they, that person in the White House does not have control over me. But that, that's why I laugh every time I hear his name. But I just had to share that. Well, you know, <laughs> laughter is really very interesting in that regard uh, because it gives us um, – 
genuine internal spiritual power. Uh, in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl talks about being in a Nazi death camp during World War II. He and a fellow inmate made a pact that no matter what happened, they would find something to laugh about every day because that was their spiritual freedom. And to give you an idea of how, of the leverage, or as the Swami would call it, the leverage yes. that this provided, one of the jokes that actually circulated among, among the inmates in the camps involved these two Jewish guys who decide that they're going to assassinate Hitler. And they know Hitler's motorcade is going to pass an intersection at 11 in the morning, and they're waiting for him. Right. 11 in the morning, he doesn't show up. 11.15, 11.30. When he's not there by 11.45, one of the assassins turns to the other and says, gee, I hope nothing's happened to him. <laughs> yes. That yes. is the power of, be, of getting so big yes. that you yes. surround whatever that small, limited, um, this or that, uh, it, it puts it in perspective. It puts, right. it puts the smallness of that man's heart and yes. the smallness of his consciousness in right. the proper perspective. Exactly. You don't need to resist it. Resisting it makes it stronger. Exactly. Even though resisting Trump is irresistible. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's important because yes. what happens is when we laugh, uh, it stops the mind. It stops the dueling dualities in the mind. It brings more oxygen to the brain, yes. takes us out of fight or flight, gives us more creative resources. Yes, it's so true. So, laughter is the best medicine. That's why. So, and like I said, when I sensed that he won, uh, just within, I felt, uh, you know, wow, you know, and I felt that it is actually what was needed. You know, even though he didn't get my vote, but like he's stirring the pot, he's stirring everything up and he's causing people to go within to where they need to go to, to stir up all this stuff. It has to be stirred up. We are living in an amazing time because all this stuff has to be stirred up so it can get released. So we can actually move on to the next age. You know, I think that's yeah. right. And, and I yes. think what was happening, you know, we for eight years, we had the nicey, nicey face of Barack Obama. And yet beneath it, it was the same foreign policy that George Bush had. It, mm -hmm. it was more drones and so on. Uh, the Democrats, as they've been constituted, we can't count on them to uh, stop fracking. We can't count on them to um, prevent the proliferation of GMOs. We right. can't count on them to counteract the uh, overarching influence of money in politics and the military-industrial complex. And so um, a heartening statistic that I just saw, 71% of millennials don't like either political party. Mm. Uh, and they've said that Democratic Party, that's where progressive votes go to die. Mm. Okay. And, and so what happen what's happened is that in the identity politics that has fueled the Democratic Party. In other words, finding this hyphenated person and that hyphenated person and aggregating all, all this is all overgeneralization, but aggregating right. people who have felt victimized and unfortunately perpetuating the notion of victims and villains. Um, it, has, it has essentially created uh, a separation in this country um, and 
can people are in their little silos and uh, progressive people believe this, conservative people believe this. Right. And so it's very, very important that we come together to uh, have a conversation and gather around the virtues and values that 80 or 90% of us have in common. Exactly. Because without doing that, we will never be able to hold our government to a standard of honesty and transparency. That's so true. And it's so true. Well, you said it's, it's so much about unity consciousness. And, and like you said, if you really look at it, we really, as a humanity, have more in common and, and want more of the same things than we don't. Who, you know, and who doesn't want peace? Who doesn't want, you know, prosperity for all? I mean, in, 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 in our hearts of hearts, we all want the same thing. So why is there war? You know? Well, you know, it's just, yeah. Well, I think that this is really, uh, and this is part of what Bruce Lipton and I uh, address in Spontaneous Evolution, mm -hmm. is the evolution of ideas, the evolution of consciousness. And um, if we look at, history as simply um, an opportunity to reflect and learn. Evolution yes. is another word for learning. Yes. So we as a, as a species awakening are learning about ourselves. We're learning through our experience. We've, uh, we've given the creator an opportunity to experience everything. Yes. Uh, and, and now through our awakening consciousness, we can, we can look at history, we can look at what's happened before, and make a different choice. We can mm -hmm. see that we've been programmed. Uh, the Swami calls it ruled by lowest common dominator right. for 5,000 years. We've had dominate or be dominated. And this has created what he calls a lot of residue. <laughs> we have a lot of residue. <laughs> yeah. And so the question is, can we undo the doo-doo that has been done or will the done doo-doo be our undoing? And so <laughs> in that particular regard, we are we're actually having an opportunity to reflect on human behavior and realize we have another choice, that what we've had up until now has largely been subconscious programming. Now, if we were to take, let's say, people who are leaders and who are working in the peace movement or environmental movement, and if we use the tool of kinesiology, which I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, muscle testing, and we had... Uh, many of these people, I believe we can have peace on earth, doink the muscle with test week. Mm -hmm. Because internally, our programs are so based on dominate or be dominated. Mm -hmm. So part of what Bruce and I, uh, we, we talk about a three-step program, which mathematically has been proven to work four times faster than 12-step. Okay. So we have a three-step program. And okay. the three steps are, evolutionary awareness, evolutionary intention, and evolutionary practice. Mm -hmm. So the awareness is recognizing that it's elevating ourselves beyond blame and shame. Here is what we created. Here is what we have right now. Everything we have right now has led us to the moment that we're in. That's good news because it's all part of our learning process. You know, the story, uh, you know, what would a story be like, a hero's journey, if it was, there once was a little boy and he lived happily ever after. There's no story. Right. There's right. nothing in there. There's no challenge. There's no, there's no pushing against so that we learn, so that we develop. There's no irritation 
so the pearl doesn't develop. So the pearls of wisdom that we've earned have been created by the irritation of sand in yes. our little clam shells. That is so true. Wow. That is so true. I love how you're using the word um, evolve and evolution because um, I am um, actually the new year in 2018. I'm going to really focus on, I started my um, first book, but I, I haven't really focused on it this year. And, and spirit is telling me 2018 is the year to really focus on it. And the title of it is thankful. I am awake and awake stands for aware. We always keep evolving. So that, yes. That's so. exactly how it is. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, the latest work that Bruce Lipton is doing is really about how um, evolution of consciousness took place throughout evolution as more and more and more cells aggregate their wisdom and their connection together. So we are a community of 50 trillion cells. Yes. Rather than thinking, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Steve in the River Caroline, we're actually a community of these cells. Yes. And that consciousness that we have is made possible by all of the, uh, the connection of these cells into a complex enough organism so that we can do more than just eat, sleep, breathe, reproduce, and poop. Exactly. Um, we, are, we have a certain awareness about that. Right. So exactly, and this awakening, uh, there was a wonderful video that I saw, you know, in on the eve of this uh, election that just happened in Alabama, there, there was a man and he was just a very, he was a very simple, very conservative man. And he was, he had a sign and he was standing out in front of the state house. And it was about his daughter. Mm -hmm. And his daughter was gay. And because he rejected her. Nobody understood her. She committed suicide. Oh. And he was saying what regret that he had and, and, and that he is aware that everybody, you know, that God loves everybody he, and that she had the right to be the way that she was. And he was voting against this Roy Moore character and was hoping other people would too because he wanted to promote this awareness and understanding. And I think that as people uh, over the past 20, 30, 40 years, we've seen um, this separation being broken by racial intermarriage, by ethnic intermarriage, by um, young people having the courage to come out to their parents about their sexuality, transgender people, and so on. And many of the older people and the people who are in uh, traditional traditions, um, they feel like they maybe they're on a different planet than the one they were born in. Yes. Nonetheless, hearts have been opened. You know, you cannot force people to make, to awaken. However, certain things may happen that cause their hearts to awaken, and that is a personal choice. Yes. And once you awaken, you don't go backwards. Exactly. So true. So true. That's why the title came to me on Mother's Day um, for my book, because actually many of my listeners and even my son who's in spirit um, has said to me, Mom, you have a book in you. And I kept saying to my listeners and to my son who's in spirit um, that 
I, um, you know, when, when spirit tells me, like when spirit told me to shut off the news, I did, I listened. So when spirit, and, and it was on mother's day where spirit says, yes, time. And here's the title, uh, thankful I am awake. So that is, um, so that's my, my, my really, um, a big, something I'm going to really dive into, uh, January of new year. And I think yeah. you'll inspire other people with that as well, because I think we all have that, our experience that we take for granted because it's our experience. And yet there's much that can be offered to other people through that yes. because people who are in trauma, one of the most traumatic things about being in trauma is I'm alone in this. I'm the only one going through this. There are people who end their lives because they don't, have the uh, they don't recognize that the shadow is being lifted for everybody that that uh, that all of these things have to be forgiven that's why the show that I did with Leonard Lasko mm -hmm. on the power of forgiveness and my other guest Celeste Iacoboni who perhaps you know through Mandy's team mm -hmm. with Ho'oponopono the, the healing um, mantra of forgiveness right. and making things right this is what, you know, all human beings have something to metabolize here on the yes. planet. You know, if you look at astrology, we all have challenges. We all have challenges. And part of bringing forth that challenge relates to our personal purpose. Yes. And our gift. Yes. Something Bruce uh, Lipton said in our interview um, a few weeks ago. And uh, he said that um, he's been studying telomeres and, you know, telomeres, uh, those are, that's the part of our DNA that uh, allow us to age or not age. And as we age, the telomeres become shorter and shorter. Mm -hmm. When the telomeres, when we find ways to lengthen the telomeres, it actually lengthens our lives. Mm -hmm. One of the things that lengthens our telomeres, in addition to the proper exercise and diet and peace of mind, is service to other people. So when we have a purpose that puts us in service and connection to other cells in the body politic, yes. then it creates, uh, it, it gives us that, it tells our body, this being has reason to be here. Mm. It, and that's what I mean by evolutionary intention, that yes. even if we don't see the, uh, the manifestations of evolution as we see it, even if we're just looking at the caterpillar falling apart. Right. If we recognize that this is part of a long-term journey, uh, of a journey back into the light. You know, we came from the light. We came yes. from the light. Uh, life began when the, when the rays of the sun interacted with the particles on the planet and created something called photosynthesis. We had the right. first light. Mm -hmm. And so consciousness now is bringing us back to the light. We're bringing the light of consciousness into our world. And it may not look like that in the aggregate, but individual cells and selves are waking up, connecting with one another. And um, at some point, a critical mass of the heretofore uncritical masses um, <laughs> <laughs> will, will actually manifest that connection and um, the caterpillar will all of a sudden become the butterfly. Wow. 
Wow. That is I must have Bruce back on to go more into that because I actually, I just this past weekend on my way, uh, I was going to New York into Manhattan and I wanted to buy a gift for a friend I was seeing in Manhattan, which was, I said, oh, I think she likes wine. So I wanted to get her a bottle of wine. And for the first time in 15 years, I was seriously carded for to buy a wine. Yeah, I had to show. Get I out of here. <laughs> I am not kidding. I thought she was kidding. Uh. I thought she was kidding. So I was like, I'm blowing her off. She's like, no, I'm serious. I need to see your ID. And then that was the first time in 15 years that I've been carded. So I haven't been carded since I was 40. <laughs> so oh, my God. I, I That's great. You're going I in the right direction. I am a uh, grandmother, and I got carded. And that, so when you were talking about the, uh, the, um, the what do you call it? I forget that, you, that Bruce was talking about. What's it called? The, um, uh, the telomeres. Telomeres. I was like, okay, I need him to come and talk more about that because I don't know. Um, I'm hoping because I'm of service with the show and, and going to be of service with the book. And you're right that that that's basically what the show and the book purpose is, is to share our stories, you know, to have people on here that are awake and to share your stories because your stories can, by sharing our stories, we can touch others and they can see themselves. Um, like you said about the, the alone, feeling alone. And uh, I, I've, I've, I speak very much about on this show about me wanting to commit suicide or trying, actually attempted to commit suicide. When I was first told, my son, um, doctors didn't think my son was going to live. And that was three years before he actually transitioned. But I, I, I experienced a miracle. And from that miracle, it gave me the courage to move on. But I, I, I was at that place where I, I, I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so yes, sharing our stories are, is very important. Yes. So people and can. this is really, uh, this is right now, um, there's been uh, many, many factors that's created isolation in our, in our, our so-called civilization and the, uh, the suburbanization, uh, you know, when, when we uh, left our smaller communities, you know, I, I can, uh, my, my parents, you know, I, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and my, my grandparents came here you know, 115, 120 years ago. Um, and in those days, everybody lived, you know, they lived in tenements uh, in New York and nobody locked their doors because there was nothing to take. Okay. Okay. Nothing to take. Mm -hmm. Babies would sleep in the, in the hot summer. Families would sleep out on the fire escape, you know? Okay. And, and so it was, um, it wasn't really a, um, uh, a very prosperous life and yet because of the connections and the family connections that people had nobody fell through the cracks in right. those days nobody mm -hmm. did um, and so now because of uh, we've moved from a, a front porch society to a backyard society to mm -hmm. where we don't really really know our neighbors right. um, it takes a disaster like the hurricanes or the fire uh, of fires for people to recognize um, how much we all have in common. And as you said earlier, 
It's not the identity issues, it's the identical issues. We all need to breathe clean air. We all need to drink fresh water. We all want clean soil, clean food. We all want our children to be safe. We all want our children to have the opportunity to fulfill their highest destiny. Yes. Uh, and so this is these common aspirations that human beings have. What's now up for examination and with, you know, having the current um, Trumpy Dumpty in, in the White House now. In fact, I was saying, I, I, you know, I sent him my best wishes. I said, I said, you know, I know, I know, Mr. President, you had a lousy summer. Well, we here are wishing you a great fall. <laughs> You're too cute. You're too cute. Or as we call him, Emperor Copius Gropius, uh, yes. the Groper in Chief. So, oh, so the point God. is that with having that having that reality check in front of us, we now really we're all on the same page. We recognize that um, it's not enough just to say, "Well, I I think good thoughts, and therefore I'm a good person." that has to translate into actual actions and manifestations. And so it begins with perception, you know, and then the, the structures that come and then the actions that come from those structures need to turn around to reflect our new realizations. You know, mm -hmm. um, again, back to spontaneous evolution, Bruce and I identify what he calls the four myth, M-Y-T-H, perceptions of the apocalypse, which are uh, things that we believe are true because we imagine that science has proven them, but the science, but science has actually proven the opposite. Like okay. for example, survival of the fittest. Really, uh, as I said earlier, when uh, it's really thrival of fittingest, is that when we fit with an ecosystem and humanity, our, our human, uh, our, our species is less and less and less in harmony, with the right. web of life, you know, uh, we are among the uh, most endangered species yes. on the planet at this point. Yes. The other thing is that, uh, that science has taught us uh, that's actually more of a belief than something that's been proven is only the material world is real. Mm -hmm. And Einstein, you mentioned Einstein earlier, said that the field is a sole governing factor over the particle. So part of what it's our field of thoughts, our field of beliefs, our field of feelings, these persistent beliefs that keep manifesting themselves. And that's why it's been so difficult to, um, to create peace because deep down we have been taught, and this is what's being actually uncovered and revealed right now, deep down we've been taught that when it comes right down to it, it's either me or you. Mm. And right. we're finally listening to, um, you know, our, uh, at the bottom of every spiritual or ethical path is some version of the golden rule. Mm -hmm. As you said earlier, you know, to paraphrase the Jesus words, what you do to the less of us, you're due to me. Right. To the least of us, you do mm -hmm. to me. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is really where we're uh as the Swami would say, where the karma meets the road. Mm -hmm. Very true. And I, I, one of the, the things I always remember from the science class in grade school, and it, it hit me because it was such, such a true statement. In seventh grade, 
when we were studying molecules and atoms, uh, my teacher said, nothing is truly solid. Because when you put anything under a, a high powered microscope, what do you see? You see these tiny moving particles that don't even touch each other. So it's not, it's not solid. So, um, but when he said that, that, that something woke up inside of me, that was another, uh, like, uh, when I woke up to oneness, the truth of oneness moment for me in seventh grade, nothing is truly solid. So what appears to be solid isn't solid, it's all energy. So I'm like, science is truly, science has truly proven this metaphysical stuff. You know, we, we've gotten to the point where science has proven it. And it's, it's like, why isn't it, why doesn't people know, why don't people know this? <laughs> like, well, no you know, it's, yeah, that's a very interesting, that's a very interesting and pertinent question. You know, a um, hundred years after Copernicus proved mathematically that the earth revolves around the sun, Galileo was in prison for saying the same thing. Okay. So it's been a hundred or more years, it's been 110 years since Einstein came up with this theory of relativity. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, quantum physicists know that it's only energy and that the um, that matter is an illusion. And yet we are still living in a Newtonian political system yes. where it's one force versus another. Uh, Bruce had a really excellent way of explaining this. Well, well if that if if it's only energy, why can't I put my when I bang on the desk, why doesn't my Hand my through. fist go through the desk? Yes. And Bruce said, well, it's for the same th same reason you can't drive through a tornado. That a tornado is a vortex of very, very rapidly moving energy. You can't see it. When right. you quote unquote see a tornado, you see the particles being swirled around. Right. But really it's an energy vortex. And so the atom is an energy vortex. And at the bottom of it, is only energy and right. so as we uh most of what we do on this planet is moving particles around rather than looking at the field that actually moves the particles you know if we go back to uh maybe fifth or sixth grade science when uh the teacher is looking as presenting uh, magnetism so he or she will spill some iron filings on a piece of paper and they right. fall into a random pattern when a magnet is put under that, well, all the particles align themselves in this pattern. Well, right. if you don't understand magnetism, you go, wow, these are some very, very intelligent iron particles here that have <laughs> put themselves in this formation. So I would suggest that there's many, many, many other patterns in, uh, in nature, in, our, in the invisible, that we don't quite understand. And yet we've all experienced, we've all experienced the premonition. We've all experienced thinking of somebody and then a minute later they call. Everybody. Yes. Doesn't matter whether you think you're psychic or not. Right. But because our current science has no explanation for this, they choose not to study it and they choose to ignore what has to be perhaps uh, the real iceberg. They're just looking at the tip of the iceberg when they're right. looking at manifestations in material world when really it's the arrangements and connections, uh, the invisible ones that are really moving things around. So true, so true, so true. And it, it, I didn't know about um, 
get Galileo. And that it takes, I don't, you know, it seems like, you know, it was over a hundred years ago with Einstein that by now, you know, mankind should <laughs> have gotten it. But <laughs> I guess, but the wonderful thing is that it is speeding up, you know, and so it's not going to take another hundred years for mankind to get it. Well, we don't have another hundred years. Even though Abraham says you'll never get it done and, uh, you, 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 yeah, and you, you'll never you, get, you can't get it wrong, you'll never get it done. Okay. Um, right. You know, sure. thank God, thank God for uh, reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs> so if we don't get it this time, and, uh, we'll maybe get next it next time. time. You'll get it next time. Yeah. But I, tr I truly believe that mankind is truly waking up and, um, and it's, and it's happening faster and faster and faster. And we, I believe we've already passed that critical mass point. So I think it, it's assured humanity's awakening. And, 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 once, and once mankind is awakened to the simple truth of oneness, of unity consciousness, there will be peace. So it may not, I can't put a date on it. <laughs> But I believe it's, it's totally, it's totally coming. It's totally coming. Now, when you start to recognize inevitability, that, that makes a big difference. It really creates peace in the heart. Yes. Now, can, can we invite Swami in? We can. I don't have my, uh, I, I don't have my turban with me, so you'll That's have okay. to imagine. But okay. I, I will channel him. He's okay. been cha patiently channeling me this whole show. So now okay. I will bring him in. I'll channel him. And you can ask the Swami any question. If you have an answerable question, the Swami has a questionable answer. Okay. So okay. Now. okay. He has appeared. Ah, I am here. I oh. knew I'm here. And it's great to be here because we have no choice. No matter where we are, we're always here. And it's always now. Yes. yes. And I predict that living in the now will be the wave of the future. And time <laughs> itself will become a thing of the past. <laughs> Yes. And I know this because I was a futurist and a past life. <laughs> well, thank you. No, you welcome, have a question. Welcome. I have an answer. Well, oh, thank, thank you, Swami. Thank you. Just, I just love having you. I really do love having you. Just, I, I just share your wisdom with us, Swami. Well, I'll tell you something. I, uh, one of the great things that I have learned is the power of laughter. Because what happens is, you know, they say that laughter is healing, right? Yes. Um, and perhaps you know the story about Norman Cousins. He was diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. He checked into a hotel room with Marx Brothers movies and candid camera reruns, and he got well. And when he cured himself, the medical establishment decided that they are going to study the healing power of laughter, which is kind of like, well, it works in practice, but does it work in theory? Mm -hmm. hmm? And so as they looked at the physiology of laughter, we found out that when we laugh, it creates these hormones called endorphins, our body's natural painkillers. Mm -hmm. Laughter improves immune function and laughter lowers the blood pressure because when we laugh, it causes our blood vessels to dilate, which is better than having them die early. <laughs> I want mine to dilate. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, that is so true. That is so, so true. And you know, there's laughter yoga. I did go to a session of laughter yoga once. And it just, a, it just was a group of people. And we just 
we're making each other laugh and it's contagious. So once one person laughs, the other starts to laugh. And, and yes, I have heard of people curing themselves. I've heard of a woman. Now this was in The Secret. I know many people are, are familiar with the film, The Secret. There was a woman in The Secret who was diagnosed with cancer. She went home with the comedy. She watched comedy after night, after night, after night. All she watched was comedy and she cured herself of cancer by laughing. So, yes. Well, you know, there actually have been studies, and one study with, with heart disease, where heart patients um, would, you know, all had the same protocol, but some of them were given the message that they needed to watch a half hour of comedy every day. Mm -hmm. At the end of the six-month period, uh, the people who watched the comedy had uh, maybe 10% of the heart incidents that the other people had. Wow. So it really was a statistically significant thing. Yes. Now, of course, they dismiss people. It's hard to take laughter seriously, right? <laughs> yes. Well, there was another study. This was, they took a group of college students, put them in a room with hilarious comedy videos, took another group, put them in a different group, different room, and made those other people memorize Croatian parables and mm. gave them an electric shock every time they made a mistake. Wow. And the results were conclusive. The ones watching comedy had more fun. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, they did. <laughs> they had more fun. So there you have it, folks. Yes, yes, yes. No, laughter truly is the best medicine. And like I said, when I was one time, when I was told that um, by a comment that I laughed too much, I said, oh, thank you. That was one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten because yes yeah because you know people that don't laugh it's called irregular hilarity <laughs> and you need a good laugh sedative every day everything's company to make you laugh otherwise you end up with humoroids which is enlargement of the onus where you feel so much responsibility the only thing you're ever able to pass is heavy judgment so we don't like that <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Now, can you can you um, tell us more about the what up up upwising upwising? Tell us more yeah. about upwising. Well, you know, in the past, in the past, when people wanted political change, there would be an evolution. There would be a revolutionary uprising to overthrow the system. Now, because we're in this evolutionary space, we need an evolutionary upwising to overgrow the system to grow beyond that in our understanding. And the upwising, there's four steps to the upwising. Wake up, wise up, grow up, show up, okay? Wake up, wake up to the fact that we are all one with the same one, the universal oneness. The universe has us surrounded, might as well surrender. Wise up to the power of love. If love is good enough for Jesus, Buddha, and the Beatles, it's good enough for me. Love is the glue that holds everything together. Yes. Grow up from children of God to adults of good. And now we're in this awkward transition phase called adult essence. Our essence has been addled by misperceptions and toxic beliefs. So as we grow up, we recognize that learning and evolution is our natural path. Jesus believed in evolution. Otherwise, he would have said, now, don't do a thing till I get back. But he didn't do that. So Jesus, and finally, show up. Show up for the greatest show on earth, 
know, somebody asked me recently, Swami, what is reality? I said, reality is reality TV without the TV. Mm. Yes. So we have a great, uh, we have a wonderful, an amazing uh, show that is going on. And every one of us is in the hero's world. Yes. Our entire species is waking up on this journey. And each of us has been given a gift to give. Hmm? Exactly. exactly. Each one of us is totally unique, just like everybody else. So it's important that we recognize what are our gifts to give and what are our intentions, both personal and for the planet. You know, I like when people have a bucket list, you know? <laughs> you know what a bucket, a bucket list is? A list of all the undertaking you wish to undertake before being overtaken by the undertaker. That is a bucket list. <laughs> Yes, yes. And so that is how the uprising takes place. And so part of how it how it happens is that we, like you, have decided to not watch the news. I say we need to make news. If we don't like the old news, we need to make new news. And the way we make new news is by gathering together in sacred circles. We have a very, we have a deeply divided body politic. Half the people believe our elections are broken. The other half believe that they're fixed. Hmm? <laughs> We've been divided into red tribe Republicans, blue tribe Democrats, who spend all of their energy arguing about whether it is worse to kill the born or the unborn, when meanwhile, the Commonwealth has been stolen by a very, very, very small percentage of the uncommonly wealthy, and the bill has been sent to the not yet born. So mm -hmm. we need to bring left and right, red tribe and blue tribe together in sacred circle to talk until they're purple in the face. Because only as one purple people will the peeps outnumber the perps. <laughs> so, so, so true. And so true what you said about we all have unique gifts to bring to the collective, to bring to humanity. That's why we, we came here. We're here to share our unique gifts with humanity. That is mm -hmm. so, so true, so true, so true, wow. Oh, that's good. We have yes. each been given a special gift just for entering, so you're already a winner. Mm -hmm. And this is called an enterprise. So whatever your enterprise is, that is the prize you have been given that you're here to manifest and give. We are not here to earn God's love, we're here to spend it. Yes. Spend it and share it. Share it Spend freely. it and share it. Exactly. Share it very freely. Can you please, Swami, please tell all of our listeners how they can get in contact with you, our Steve? Well, very good. I'll, I'll be back at my Steve persona for this. My okay. website is called wakeuplaughing.com. Wakeuplaughing.com. My radio show platform is called Wiki, W-I-K-I. Politiki, P-O-L-I-T-I-K-I. And uh, you can find it on Ohm Times Radio, or you can go onto iTunes and listen to the a podcast. So go to uh, iTunes, Wiki, Politiki, and you'll be able to listen to all of our uh, archive shows. I think we have five or six shows up there so far. And when, when does it air? When do you air? Uh, we air... Um, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Coast Time. And because it's an international network, there are several other times that they have um, 
to air in different different continents so that everybody gets to hear hear wiki politicky at a godly hour okay <laughs> well that's one thing i love honestly when i started this show wait to win this radio i had no idea what a podcast was i had never heard of a podcast but i found out you know uh, blog talk radio is a podcast and i i get to share this show on blog talk radio and youtube so and it's there whenever whatever godly hour you want to listen to it <laughs> you can listen to it so i love oh yes love well you're in the now you're, you're in the now wherever you are and exactly. it could be a later now or an earlier now yeah exactly. exactly yes yes this has been well heavily. thank you for doing what you're doing Oh, yeah. and thank you so much for doing what you do. And you have, must let me know, when will you be in New York so I can maybe try to get to New York? Do you know? Uh, it's going to be uh, probably in the fall, next fall. Uh, um, next fall. We okay. do, uh, we're based on the West Coast. We have, um, we have a little West Coast tour in um, April. Then we're going to the Midwest in May and June. And... Um, September, October, and the early part of November will be on the East Coast uh, from New York and New England down to Florida. Okay, awesome. Very, very good. And people can find your itinerary uh, of events on your website, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wake up laughing and they could be part of our newsletter, get beyond the news and notes from the trail. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Steve. This has been so, and thank you, Swami. Thank you both. Uh, oh. This has been amazing. And I just, I love, I love, I love sharing with you anytime, always. Okay. Thank you so thank much. You. As a Swami would say, namaste and namasko. <laughs> yes, yes. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Okay.